Well, folks, this is Mike Young with Noble Warriors, and uh, welcome to episode number 27 of the Noble Man podcast. Our title for today's episode is The Noble Man Makes a Covenant with His Eyes. And I've got with me a longtime friend, Sam Black. Sam works with Covenant Eyes, and I guess we've known each other uh, maybe close to 10 years. So we got connected when uh, Covenant Eyes was involved with the Iron Sharpens Iron Conferences. Is that correct? Well, that's yeah, it's been um, over ten years. Wow! Uh, I think it's back two thousand eight or. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> it's hard to believe. But you know what? I as we ponder that, it just reminds me to give thanks to God for the camaraderie of shared experience in ministry of relationship and stories and uh, encouragement that comes from knowing guys like you. So uh, that's Amen. just really and, hard to and- believe. I think about you guys often because, uh, especially every hunting season comes around because yeah. I always wear my noble warriors hat while I'm out deer hunting. But oh, that's hey, you know what? We just <laughs> we just had noble warriors neck gaiters made, and so I'll send you one of those. That'll that'll be fun. You can wear that as your uh, as your mask sometimes. So uh, good stuff. Well, well, let's let's jump right into this. Covenant Eyes is uh, internet accountability software. Uh, and you guys have probably heard about this. Most of our listeners have been to events. They've seen Covenant Eyes promoted on our website and various things. But let's start by getting to know Sam personally. Sam, tell us about where you are in life and what family looks like and uh, that sort of thing. Hey, thank you. But before we go too far there, let me just correct a little something. Okay, yeah. Because internet accountability is that old stuff that we used That's to do. That's right. You guys have got screen <laughs> accountability now. Screen We're, accountability. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter where it comes from. It appears in the screen that's being captured by artificial intelligence. So apps, email, a USB drive. doesn't yeah. even have to be on the internet. So, uh, wow. I, I'm just so grateful for this period of, of my life. This is, this, you know, this is a time where we're all locked down. Yeah, uh, we've got all, all 220 employees of Covenant Eyes working from home. Uh, but in my life here, I'm so grateful for this time in my life, the relationship that God has given me with my wife uh, and my kids. And uh, and and I personally struggled with pornography for many years. So to be in this period of COVID-19 right. and get to live in freedom where all the triggers of isolation and yeah. anxiety and frustration and fear and all those things would have sent me tumbling over the, the edge for, I get to leave them freedom and freedom feels good, man. Wow. Right. And that's uh, the excitement for me to be here with you today is really to share that opportunity for freedom with other guys. Well, so that's awesome. That's not where I was going to go first, but let's talk about this because COVID has exacerbated the triggers in a lot of guys' lives. We are living in some cases on top of each other. Tension is high. There is much uncertainty about the future. Um, Even at the beginning of this, guys who were connected with small groups for encouragement and fellowship, that went away. Church has been difficult. So, what what are the numbers? I know I know Covenant Eyes does a lot of research, and so what what can you tell us about how porn use has uh, been impacted? How people are leaning into that to, for self medication during this hard time? Yeah, and that's an important part. Is that um, we've probably learned over time, not just suddenly this happened and boom, yeah. I fell, I just fell down into porn. Uh, usually this happens starts young and there's been some other things going on and so when 
things like COVID hits and we're in that isolation, we're right. not with our church members. And those, those are indeed big triggers. Uh, and what we've seen is the pornography industry has really leaned into that. Right. And so they've been offering uh, free subscriptions and probably one of the most popular websites, I don't say the names of webs these websites, but showed a 24% increase day over day. The first day they offered, hey, you can get a free subscription. Wow. You can get a premium subscription and they had a 24% increase day over day the first day they offered it. Uh, we're seeing amazingly about the same visits a percentage increase year over year week over week at covenant eyes as well people are reaching out they're desperate for help and support uh and to find freedom from pornography so in addition to offering software for your phones tablets computers we provide a lot of education yeah. we're receiving about five hundred thousand unique visits per month to our blog alone yeah you know, as a matter of fact, I, I knew I had this on my bookshelf. Um, I went and grabbed an old document from Covenant Eyes. Uh, you guys probably do more digital stuff than print stuff now, I would guess. But this is a, a little booklet called Protecting Your Family Online, a parent's how-to guide. So uh, all sorts of, I would assume, more ebooks now that are helping families navigate this, helping men lead their homes and guard the gates of their homes. So uh, maybe talk to us if if a, someone has some questions, what types of things might they find at the Covenant Eyes website, which is CovenantEyes.com, I think. Is that correct? CovenantEyes.com. And right at the top, you're going to see a, uh, a, a, a in our navigation, you'll see something that says resources. Yeah. You click that link, you're going to find a, a ton of re, free resources there. They're all free, by the yeah. way. Uh, things like Connected, How Strong family relationships lead to internet safe kids. Believe it or not, our relationships with our kids help porn proof them. We have yeah. to be engaged though. We have to protect them. We have to talk about things that our parents never talk yeah, to us absolutely. about. Yeah, so absolutely. We can insulate our kids. Uh, another great ebook is Your Brain on Porn. Yeah. Five proven ways pornography warps your mind and three biblical ways to renew it. Great guide for Hey, I've been struggling with this, but I don't know what to do. What's been going on in my head? What's why do I act yeah. feel this tension with pornography? Why do I have these cravings? Um, those those questions will be answered there. And then you need to be able to fight. Yeah, uh, you know, pornography literally changes your brain and creates neural pathways that crave it more. So it's kind of like a path in the woods. The more you walk a path, right. the more ingrained that path becomes. Right. So to let that path grow over, you need to create a new path. Right. And so we have a great book called Hobbies and Habits, Fighting Porn with Purpose. So you're replacing the old bad habits with new God-given, pleasurable, exciting, dopamine-producing uh, uh, with habits and activities. Yeah. You know, God designed us for pleasure. Right. Right. He's not He's not against pleasure. I love how C. Lewis, Lewis puts it, that that. He owns pleasure. He designed pleasure. He right. loves pleasure. He wants to give that to you. And uh, Satan loves to corrupt right. what God gives as gifts. That's exactly right. And I, so he's coming to uh, steal and kill and destroy. He wants to disrupt and, and corrupt what God has made good. And so if we can 
if we can circumnavigate what Satan is trying to do and point us back to the things that God wants us to be aware of. As a matter of fact, I was in a um, I was in a pastor's group the last two days, uh, hearing a, a seminary professor talk about spiritual warfare. And one of the things that he talked about was make sure you you just ask God continuously for a glimpse of his glory, because sometimes we need to look up and see God at work in our lives because yeah. Satan is is constantly trying to keep us from seeing what God is doing, the beauty of his creation, the beauty of his work and his provision around us. So um, we've got to make sure that we're looking at the right things. And uh, Satan does not want us to do that. So good stuff. And again, all of those resources are free. Um, all free. As a matter of fact, I'll I'll do this right now as well. We'll Man, we'll wander all over the place because we're just <laughs> friends to talk about this. But I know we've got a lot of ladies that listen to our podcast. So uh, what, what types of resources might a mom or a wife find on the Covenant Eyes website that would be helpful or valuable to them? Well, if you check out our Facebook channel okay. or our blog, uh, we've been publishing more toward uh, to help women as well. Yeah. And uh, on October 5th through the 9th, Covenant Eyes is hosting the SHE Virtual Recovery Summit. And SHE stands for Support, Help, and Empower. Wow. And so this is a summit specifically designed for women, hosted by women, all the speakers are women. There's going to be live panels every day as well. You can attend for free. That's yeah. the cool thing. And uh, I'll provide you a link here that you can uh, click on below. Yeah, we'll we'll share that with our folks. So, um, again, Noble Warriors is primarily about investing in men, but we know that this is an area where women are struggling. And I got to tell you, I, I think about myself. You've got a daughter. We, I, you know, we didn't get into that. You've got a daughter who's graduated from college and, and working now. She's in the adult world. Uh, I've got a daughter um, who's my youngest, and she's in high school. But, man, pornographers are pursuing our daughters as well as our sons. So how do we, how do we talk to our daughters as dads? What, what do we do in that? Is there any help for how to, uh, how to encourage them or, or speak to them? Yeah, that's imperative. Uh, we need to talk to our sons and our daughters yes. starting at a very early age. And uh, you think, well, how, how early should I start that kind of conversation? Uh, as soon as your kids are old enough to know where their bathing suit area is, they need to know where their bathing suit area is, and that's private. Yeah. And there are no secrets, and no one can say, hey, this is just our secret. If they say, hey, this is a secret, then you go tell mom and dad, right? Yeah. You, you begin those protections. And uh, there is a great book that I highly recommend. It's uh, And it's not published by Covenant Eyes. It's a good uh, friend and partner, but it's called um, uh, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. Yep. Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior. And the junior is for four to 10-year-olds, and the uh, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, what I call the senior edition, is yeah. for 10 to 12. And uh, man, this is a great resource because mom, dad, you just don't know uh, what to say or how to say it well, this does all the work for you. Yeah. And so uh, the, the, the junior version, uh, start reading that to your kids. And, yeah. and the crazy thing about it is kids love this book. I have right. friends that say, oh, you know, they just can't wait to read the good pictures, bad pictures, junior. <laughs> you know, they, Dad, let's, let's listen to that tonight. 
I want to watch that tonight. And so um, I had a mom come running up to our Covenant Eyes booth at an event, and she comes, oh, man, I just had to come tell you we did exactly what you said to do in last year's uh, session, and uh, we got the Good Pictures, Bad Pictures junior book, um, and I, uh, we had Covenant Eyes on all of our devices. We began talking about how we're using all of our devices, et cetera, and my seven-year-old was just exposed to porn. And I was like, <laughs> There's a good, there's a, I'm not, I'm standing there stunned, you know, like, yeah. am I in trouble now? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 you don't understand. See, my seven-year-old son was at my neighbor's house and their seven-year-old has just um, gotten an iPad for his birthday. Yeah. And he's gone from, I don't know anything about sex to hardcore porn. Yeah. And now he's showing my seven-year-old son. Yep. But because we, they read the Good Pictures, Bad Picture Junior book and have been talking, you know, been using the Covenant Eyes reports to have conversations, he knows what pornography is. Yeah. He knows that when the bathing suit cover, when the bathing suit isn't covered, you turn, run, and tell. And that's what the book teaches. Yeah. Turn, run, tell. Turn, run, tell. And uh, so when that boy took this iPad and basically thrust it right into his face, right under yeah. his nose, just, oh no, that's pornography. And he turned, ran and told that's awesome isn't that awesome so it empowers our children yeah. to help us in protecting their innocence yeah we don't want to remove our kids innocence but we want to take away their ignorance right. so they can help us protect their innocence that's well, huge the final part of that story is that the parents whose son had received the ipad of course took it away for a while and to provide some more education but they began talking with him it turns out he has exposed seven, eight, nine, and eleven-year-olds throughout their subdivision. Yeah, the only child who said anything was a child who had been trained. Yeah, everybody else kept it their secret. Well, wow. well, that's and I've told folks I've I've had this conversation with parents that they can, and and you and I talked about this before we got got started here. You can put up all kinds of fences, and fences and and training are valuable, but. We live in a world where kids are going to get exposed, often not in a way that they were looking to be exposed. It's a friend. It's it's someone else. And so we do have this responsibility as parents to prepare them for that moment, to teach them, to train them. And quite honestly, I would say for us as parents, we have to be prepared ourselves to react to that in a way that is gracious and understanding and productive and not you know, just, just beating them over the head with something. And, and yeah. so if you want to, if you want to teach your child to watch pornography for the rest of their lives and to become compulsive with it is to shame them. Yeah. Shame them, make them feel really bad. Let them know how dirty it is and how wrong they are. And, and that it causes this closing in the right. shame and it cuts down the conversation that you get to have in the future. Yeah. So, Really, I encourage parents to really practice being very, oh, well, what'd you see? How'd that make you feel? Um, and so the it takes away the shame of it. And because shame helps build a cycle yep. of shame, frustration. Right. You know, they, they feel the shame. They feel the self-esteem lower. Yeah. Then there's some trigger that happens in life. So they go to something that's self-soothing, like porn, right? And it just keeps going around in a circle, right? So you get into a guilt and shame cycle, and then, you know, the guys that I'm I'm close with in this thing, they get to a point where they identify as their sin, and they can't see a way out of that. Um, 
they begin to believe, well, this is who I am. This is what I am. And I, I don't know how to escape this cycle. And, um, Really, really hard stuff. Well, um, well, it also happens is that it becomes minimized after a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I watch porn, but that's okay. And, you know, we all sin. Yeah. Uh, I just read a very, I was reading a, a study recently, and um, it found, let me find that real quick. I'm sorry. I thought I had it right here. Well, while, while you're doing that, I'll tell yeah. a quick story. I, um, it's been some years ago now that one of my sons called me one day. Uh, I was at work and and I could tell his voice was was uh, he was under duress and he said, "Dad, would you pray for me?" And I said, "Sure, son, I'll pray for you." So I I, I started praying for him. Didn't know what I was praying. And then um, I, as I was going, I thought, "Well, you know what? Maybe he's been looking at something that he shouldn't have, and he's he's been exposed to something." And and uh, so I said, Zach, have you been looking at something that you shouldn't have? And and he said, yeah, Dad, I have. I said, well, you stay where you are, and I'll let me come to you. So I got on the cell phone and, and prayed as I was going home and just had a great conversation with him. And what I was so pleased with is that his heart was burdened with guilt with that. His, his conscience had not been calloused to uh to to those things and so he he knew i need to reach out now i need to have this conversation so thankful that the 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 conversation was open then we talked about what do you do with this who do you confess to how do you and so i was able to walk with him through that whole process um and not react to it the way I think a lot of families do. And that's only because I've been taught in this whole thing through not as a kid, but as an adult to learn how do we deal with this in a way Mm -hmm. that moves us to light and healthy responses as opposed to darkness because of shameful responses. So what what did you find? Oh, so in 2017, 16% of those who claimed religion is very important, not just... So yeah. if it's very important, also said that porn is morally acceptable. However, wow. and just one year later, that number rose six percentage points by the end of 2018 with 22% saying pornography is morally acceptable. It's the degradation of our culture and society, isn't it? It is. Uh, it's, it's eating the church from within. Josh yeah. McDowell will say that pornography is the uh, Satan's number one tool against yeah. the church today. Yeah, I believe it. Hey, so, you know, we've talked about dealing with kids, um, but you and I kind of touched on this, and we asked a one-quick-question survey not too long ago for guys to not tell us the last time they looked at porn, but the first time they were exposed. And and so, so often those stories were... Um, I, I got exposed uh, because a friend had some magazines or I was in my uncle's basement and found this or, um, I, you know, I was in my friend's treehouse and, and found some magazines. And so what we're dealing with now is a lot of adult men who have been exposed in some way and it has their exposure and then experiences in life uh lack of understanding about how to deal with this has put people into habitual cycles that are just keeping them. Actually, one of the things I talk about with this is, is the reason so many men are not leading their families. Well, they're not leading in marriage. They're not leading in the church. They're not leading in the community is because they're, they're compromised by their lack of sexual integrity, um, primarily because of porn. 
So talk to me a little bit about what you guys see in terms of historical cycles, what happens, um, how guys become addicted, what that pathway and pattern looks like. And then I, I know you've got a relationship with Nate Larkin and some other resources that are helping some guys find some freedom. So just walk down that whole road for us for a little while. That's a lot, I know. Yeah, sure is. Uh, <laughs> well, we just write a book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Huh. So, so, so that's a very good question. The uh, I'm actually am writing a book now to help pastors understand the impact of pornography on men and women in the church and how they can create cultures within their church that bring restoration. And what I have found specifically is there's very common patterns for how guys get stuck. Yeah. Often it's early exposure. Yeah. And believe it or not, very commonly among Christian homes, it's because of a more strict religious environment where these things are not discussed. Yeah. There's a lack of uh, general information about sex. Mm-hmm. It's just something that's not talked about. Yeah. So the curiosity remains there, but is unanswered and mom and dad aren't safe. Yeah. So the child uh, takes that absence and fills it, fills that void with something. Um, but the, because of the strictness of the religious home, yeah, there's a shame with what has been done. And so it becomes secret, and that secrecy perpetuates. Now, it's not just that. Another, uh, some important things is no is what I call wax and lax. And actually, I stole that uh, from a great book uh, from Ted Roberts uh, called Pure Desire. Yeah. And, uh, and in Ted Roberts will say, a whack is something that is inflicted on you. Maybe that is a some very difficult trauma. Uh, sexual abuse is certainly uh, and and very underreported among men. Right, uh, is prevalent among women, and so uh, that's one kind of whack. Um, there might be, in my case, in my growing up in that strict religious home, there were the standards of what we said at church. And then the violence that occurred in the home, mm. and so there was a there was there was a hypocrisy where the rules applied to everyone except my dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So um, those wax came little over time, right? Lots of wax over time. There can also be lax. So maybe you say, well, I don't have a lot of lax. Like for instance, a good some lax are. Maybe a divorced home. Yeah. Maybe mom or dad left the home and left. You felt abandoned. Uh, uh, but maybe that really there was some tension in the home, or people there. You know, sometimes uh, as moms and dads, we're not very good at communicating with our kids. And so maybe you experienced that in growing up that your dad just wasn't engaged. He was a provider. Right. He just didn't ever tell you he loved you or. If he did, it just didn't connect well, or there were periods of time then there was just this strange absence, whether uh, mentally or socially or even physically. Right. So those wax and lax build up, but that early exposure has led to a some heightened curiosities. Maybe even first when you saw pornography, it didn't do anything for you. You didn't really understand mm-hmm. what you're looking at, but it did awaken something, and then... Um, often in about 12 to 13 year olds, you begin acting out with it more and more and more. And then that repetition is what 
seals seals the door right that's what turns the lock on that repetition of seeking out pornography finding pornography and acting out with it then begins that neural pathway that when i feel angry frustrated stressed lonely bored that's my outlet yeah and those patterns of behavior then get very stuck and it's often called the porn rut where you become desensitized mm -hmm. Uh, no longer is what you used to see enough. You want to see more. You also become sensitized where you just spot things that are sexual. And now it kind of starts the, uh, what I call the rituals, right? Like you, you maybe you saw something uh, commercial on TV and then, well, maybe I'm going to stay up later that night and watch things when everybody else is asleep or you begin some kind of behavior that leads ends up leading to acting out. Those are rituals. Yeah. Um, and, and so that sensitization and desensitization uh, really began uh, then adding to triggers. And so maybe it's being angry, lonely, tired, frustrated, upset. You got to, had an argument with your wife. She said no to sex. And you suddenly, you, uh, I am just going to, I deserve, you know. Yeah, I can fix and, this. And then you act out. Yeah. Right? And so these kinds of things are kind of keep the trap going. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to break free. Yeah. I mean, there are going to be guys who are listening to this who are stuck in this trap. And um, so what do you say to those guys? What, what does, is Covenant Eyes going to get you out of the trap? Covenant Eyes is a tool. It's a great, it's great. It's a tool that helped me. Uh, I back when it was something else a long time ago. Right. Um, but, um, when I first started attending, I, my wife had convinced me to attend the church. We weren't really going to church and, uh, I wouldn't, I wasn't a Christian. I, but she had said, Hey, would you go with me to this church? We've been going to, I've been taking the kids. I thought it was great that she's taking the kids. Right. Yeah. And uh, I humored her, and somehow that pastor seemed to ignore everybody else in the church and just preached to me. <laughs> Don't you hate that? I, well, actually, I've turned out liking it, <laughs> uh, because that in that church is where I discovered that pornography created compulsive and addictive behaviors. Yeah. And um, that sounds scary to some people, but for me it was hope. Yeah. Because people overcome compulsive behaviors people come overcome addictions i wasn't made this way in other words i wasn't made uh through an evolutionary point of view <laughs> for those who are probably holding right. that view today uh to say that i was meant to roam the savannah and mate with as many as possible and that's why i i have to act out with so many women online um and it's not god did this to me right. god didn't say that i gave you these desires and this lust we have corrupted our own hearts and our minds, and we need a renewing of the mind. There you go. That is where, uh, when I read Paul's uh, writings to the church, uh, he is speaking, strangely enough, with both spiritual and neurological precision. Hmm. And uh, it, it, we must have a renewing of the mind. We must embrace James, who says, confess your sins to one another so you might be healed. Yeah. Not just forgiven, 
but to be made whole, to be changed, to have a renewing of your heart and your mind. That happens through community. And that's the whole purpose behind Covenant Eyes is not to build walls, but build a connection between you and other men that can help, uh, or as a woman using it, to other women to guide you through that hope and support. Now, I must say, that it's a great thing to get together with guys and say, oh, I struggle with porn. Oh, I do too. And hey, man, I'll pray for you. And do you look at this day? And it becomes this kind of going nowhere. Yeah. And so it's very important to have a path. That's why we recommend resources from Pure Desire. That's why we yeah. recommend please go to our eBooks yeah. and download those because you need a pathway. We have a great resource called the 40-Day Challenge. Um, I can't recommend this high enough. And it gives you... Uh, this challenge provides you your first 40 days of scripture, journaling, mm-hmm. videos that can provide you instru- you know, more support and help that take you on your first 40 days of freedom from porn. Yeah. So a pathway is very important. That's one of the reasons I highly recommend you had your, one of your guests, Nate Larkin with yeah. Samson Society. Yeah. We're going to have Nate on the, on the next, uh, on the next podcast, but so Covenant Eyes um, and some of these other resources, the 40-day the challenge. Um, well, let's just look at the 40-day challenge. If a guy does that, he can go through that process in isolation. There's still something missing if he's doing that by himself. And and so I want to tie these two ideas together because part of what Covenant Eyes does when you're in the accountability relationship and someone has access to see what you've seen on your screen and there's no hiding that if you're now guys are great at shucking and jiving and finding workarounds and all of that stuff so there has to be some integrity to what you're doing and your intent to be transparent and honest but man we we need some help we need somebody to walk with us as ecclesiastes says pity the man who has no one to to help mm-hmm. him up, we need someone right. to walk with us, and we need to be truthful and real and transparent with those people. And so, these tools um, just help us take that journey. Is that that's a right? Fair and statement? taking the journey alone is just a waste. Yeah, you're just not going to get there. I tried doing that. I tried yeah. just to, hey, I I, I prayed to God, Lord, uh, take this away from me. Never let. I don't want to do this ever again. So just you know. Uh, I, I, I was uh, interviewing somebody and they said that uh, they would pray that if that when they click the button to the porn, they click the link to the porn site, that it, it wouldn't come it would up. Fail. Uh, it would fail. there. <laughs> error four of the 404 error code or something like that. <laughs> and it, guess what? It never worked. Yeah. You know, um, God expects you to step up to do your part. Mm-hmm. Right. He makes the wheat grow in the field, but you're going to have to bake your bread and make your own sandwich. Yeah. Right. So there is what God has provided in you. There is what God has provided within the church and he has created community for you in the church, but you have to step into that honesty. You have to step into that personal desire that says, I'm done with this. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm fully committed. I'm doing whatever it takes to break free. And the cool thing is freedom is real. Yeah, I, I know the church loves to tell people that, well, you know, we'll just struggle with this our whole lives. We're just we're just trapped in this kind of sin. But that's not true. We can live 
and freedom. We do not have to be trapped in this ongoing sin. Well, and that's why I love your, I mean, your opening comment about being in the midst of this COVID stuff. And it, I mean, the, all the variables are right for someone to dive into destructive behaviors. But you can stand there and say, I'm free. I, I, I because of Christ at work in me, the spirit alive in me, uh, the, the relationships that you have with other guys, the, the tools that you're employing, man, there's freedom. And so you don't have to constantly be looking over your back to see when Satan's going to be coming after you. I mean, he's, he's still going to tempt, I'm sure. But yeah. there's a sense that I, I'm not under his thumb right now. Is that fair? That's, right. That's fair. And, but see, the journey, yeah. the journey that you're on takes you on a path that says, hey, I, I, I fell. Yeah. I, 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 I'm in my first 40 days or 90 days, and, and, and I was doing really well, and then I fell flat on my face. Yeah. There's two ways, that a few things that can happen. One you just go, oh, that was terrible. Lord, forgive me. And you just go on with life. Or you can give up. Yeah. Don't give up. Get back up on your feet, but learn from the experience itself. What was happening in my life? Well, what that's where journaling on? comes in, I think, right? And that's where it's perfect for journaling. Yeah. But really examining what was I, what did I do something? It, what was going on in my life that really was, that some, you know, there are, I hear, you know, not, there are some denominations who are going to be fine with alcohol, et cetera. Right. And, and I've had a number of guys say, you know, I just can't drink because when I have uh, alcohol, I am going to fail. Yeah. So I stopped having alcohol because I don't want to slip back in the same porn. That was their downfall. Yeah. Or staying up late at night. Yeah. Watching TV when the rest of the family was in bed. Well, go to bed with your wife, right? And you you begin creating patterns of behavior that keep you from slipping. And then after a while, you, what you're first doing is building some distance between you and the behaviors that right. you don't want. Yeah, you're just building some distance, and that is an opportunity to create newness in your heart, newness in your mind. You begin perpetuating the re, the renewing that the Holy Spirit is building within you the ministry that the church is giving to you and helping rebuild not just limp along but to grow yeah right i i love uh there's a couple of uh, book i highly recommend called boundaries by henry yeah. cloud and john townsend and in there he talks about you know you've got to have some boundaries in your life what are you doing with your time what are you doing with allowing the frustrations from other people to enter your life you know we have to create those boundaries, but we also have to, assess, in addition, create emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. uh, an understanding that when I get angry or frustrated, I used to go out to looking for porn. How do I deal with my anger and frustration now that is in a healthy way? Right. And so things like, you know, that ebook I was saying about yeah, the habits, book, habits yes. right? Uh, among the things I've done over the years is go running. Yeah. <laughs> and most, you know, when I'm frustrated and ticked off, uh, most runners will tell you after about five miles, you haven't figured out. 
Yeah. And if not, go another five. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, now, here's an important thing I want to tell you about accountability. Yeah. Accountability is a great to have this conversation. If you get your buddy and you, you eat yeah. some, some eggs and bacon or whatever it is you get together with and you just hobnob with each other and nothing really happens. Right. Hey, did you send this week? What is going on? Nothing is really happening here. We need to get dig in and be open and transparent. Uh, for instance, if you see something on a guy's report from Covenant Eyes and he's fallen, it's very easy for the, the guy who's fallen to say, you know, I, uh, you know, I was talking to you and I'm, I'm telling you now, I, sure enough, it's got this pornography on my report. Uh, you see, I had a, an argument with my, with my boss and I just got ticked off, came home and I, I, I acted out. Yeah. Now that sounds like confession, right? But it's incomplete because we need to go back. So you had a bad day. At, really, it, maybe they just had a, they felt they had a bad day at work. They maybe not mentioned the boss. Well, yeah, my boss yelled at me and okay, well, how did that actually make you feel? Yeah. Well, you know, my self-esteem was really hurt. Yeah. And I hated when my dad would yell at me and others would yell at me. And it, I, it, I just feel a little bit, I felt crushed from that. And then when I was driving home, I began ritualizing what I was going to do when I got yeah. home. And then this was happened and that happened. And then I ended up there. That's more transparency. That digs deeper into what happens the next time you have a hard day at work? Right. How can you deal with that in a different way? What's going to be, what's, if you begin feeling the rituals that lead to porn, how are you going to wipe that ritual away before it gets really an opportunity to get its hooks in you? Yeah. So you have because to do if it. you start surfing around uh, Facebook yeah. and some other sports sites and beating around the edges, your ritual has already started. You're not coming back from the edge of the cliff. Yeah, Stop you edging yep. <laughs> and recognize what's going on and saying, oh, no, I need to call my friend right now and talk about what I'm, what's going on. And, and so you really do need to do some when, when, when you fall and, and everyone who's on this journey is going to fall at some point, I would imagine early on. And so there needs to be some forensic investigation that explores why did this happen and what are we going to do to keep it happening for again, not just a, a, a slap on the wrist or a, a simple confession. So, um, Wow. Let me let me let me take us in a in a little bit of a different direction to ask a question. So our one quick question this week was for guys, does your wife know have you have you shared your anything about your purity battle with your wife? Um interesting question. I looked at it just a little while ago and we're running about 66% of guys say yes, my wife knows of of what goes on in my life and about a so about two thirds say they know and one third says they don't. Then some guys have made some comments about this. Um, I, I'm curious about a couple of things, uh, and I want you to spend some time talking about Covenant Eyes and, and the partners with that. But some of the guys said, my wife is my accountability partner. Um, that's a real interesting comment that sometimes I'm not sure how to how to help guys walk through. So give me some insights or give us some insights. Uh, is your wife your best accountability partner in this battle. What do you think about that? 
it's interesting that uh, I hear that a lot. So yep. this is not uncommon, right? Yeah. I think it's a horrible idea. I, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. Uh, especially if she's your only accountability partner. Right. Now, she gets to ask whatever she wants to ask. Right. If she wants to receive your accountability report, that's okay. But you need to have another guy in your life. Yeah. Men know how men think and women know how women think. And, the you know, we need that. That's one part. The other part is every time you fail, you're either one, not being honest with her, mm -hmm. or two, you are, and you're dragging her through this trauma again and again yeah. and again. And this betrayal trauma uh, is what they often call it, betrayal trauma, uh, can create even symptoms of PTSD or actual PTSD for her. Yeah. So it is, uh, uh, one, get some outside help if this has been a struggle for you for a long time you've got some real issues that you need to please go to counseling don't yeah. feel like you have you can't uh, speak to a christian counselor and uh and and that makes somehow makes you weak that makes you strong right makes you say hey i'm gonna stand up and face my problems head on uh get some other men in your life yeah uh, one uh there was a new york times article i it's amazing to see this um and the headline was basically men have no friends yeah. and women are paying the price. Mm -hmm. And we need some godly male friendships for men and some godly women, female friendships for women. And there needs to be uh, an opportunity for her to say, I can trust that you are being accountable to someone right. and you're serious about this. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I put my wife as one of my accountability partners early on when I was first using covenant eyes. This is, well, long time ago. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We've been around for 20 years, but, and I was, that's before, uh, uh, I've been here 13 and, uh, I was looking over my shoulder of my wife, looking over my wife's shoulder and I saw my reports not being opened of my old internet accountability reports reports. And I said, hon, don't you ever look at those? She goes, no, that's what I got Brian for. She didn't have to carry that weight. Yeah. She got to trust a man that she knew. Right. Of whom she approved of and whom she also trusted that would get my business and be serious with me and support me and help me and love me and help me walk a path that kept freedom in my life. And that puts him in a position to be an advocate for her and the marriage, uh, because if she, if your wife is your account and your only accountability partner, then confrontation, I, I, I don't see that going well frequently. And so, no. um, I, I, I just would say that that's, uh, as, as you it's said, unhealthy. it's not the best idea. Yeah, it's unhealthy. It sets up tension that we don't need to invite into an already challenging situation. So. Um, glad to get your insights on that. Well, I'm, I'm watching time here. Man, we could go on forever and ever, but tell us about Covenant Eyes. Uh, we, you started off with reminding me that it's screen accountability now. So tell us how that works, how folks can sign up, and, and the value that that brings to our journey for sexual freedom and, and purity. About six years ago, we had a... a 
man, uh, a PhD mathematician with a specialty in artificial intelligence who is working for the National Security Administration. And long story short, he says, I think God can use me more at Covenant Eyes and at the NSA wow. and joined our team. And that's pretty amazing, right? <laughs> and so we began, uh, we worked on this for four years uh, to create and invent a new process called screen accountability. And uh, what it does is actually monitor that this artificial intelligence monitors the screen itself for imagery of pornography. Now, um, so when you receive a report, a couple of things are going to happen. One, you're going to get a random sample of just whatever is on your screen. And, and, and that's great, you know, yeah. and, and none of those are necessarily bad things. It just gives you opportunity to have conversations, whether it be with your kids or it be with your, your teenager or with your, your accountability partner, right? But if porn is detected, that is also going to appear on the report, but it'll be totally grayed out. And your accountability partner will have to click on the link, uh, be warned that this could be pornography, and uh, view a blurred version of what that is. Right Now, keep everything, uh, text is obscured. We call it obscurification. It's... Uh, <laughs> You know, it just takes text and blows it away. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to worry about your personal information being done. And that all happens before it ever leaves your device. So we never see it on the Covenant Eyes side uh, before the, the images leave for a report. They're already been obscured. The images have been blurred. Um, so we're very thoughtful about, um, you know, health records and all those kinds of things as well. So very, we've, we've take, taken a lot of time to study to make sure we're not uh, abusing those kinds of privacy things. Right. Uh, I, you know, I do all, I have covenant eyes on all my devices, my phone, my tablet and computers. Um, and I do all my banking online. I pay all my bills online and never no exposure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's no, there's no concerns there. So, uh, you can use it on phones, tablets, and computers. Now, it doesn't matter where the image comes from. Okay. So even if you put a, uh, a USB drive in the side of your computer, right. or someone sends you a pornography through email or a text, if it appears on the screen, it's captured and sent to the report. Now, there is a little bit difference between iPhone and Android, and that's explained on our website that we'll show you. And so uh, individual can sign up. There's a, I think there's a free trial. Uh, well, for... there's only a free trial through you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you don't find a free trial at covenantize.com, but okay. uh, you can click the link uh, below this podcast, and that link provides you the first 30 days free through the Noble Warriors uh, promotional code. Yeah. Cool. And so guys can get on this, and it, you know how many – how many accountability partners would you recommend is two or three or what, what, what do you do with that? I recommend at least two because sometimes you, we're, we're all busy, right? In yeah. some way. And so I think it's good to at least have two. Uh, I have typically I've had three Yeah, and it, it's unlimited. So you can have as many accountability partners as you like. Now you've got a son who's college age. You were, you and I started talking about this, that we, mm -hmm. um, we're kind of tracking almost the same spot in life. So uh, 
are you one of your son's accountability partners or how how do you work that out with raising sons and introducing them to covenant eyes yeah uh both my kids were raised with covenant eyes so yeah. uh it became very much uh, and uh, this is very super important yeah. i don't want to miss this part at all because i'll forget this and i gotta say it now <laughs> guys if you don't remember anything else about this remember this model accountability yeah don't ask your kids to do something you're not willing to do yourself that's right and uh, my kids watch me as they were growing up hand my phone over to my accountability partners because i didn't have the passcode to my phone my accountability partners did um and so um they knew that when i got on my computer that what i did on my devices was not a secret it was going to someone else yeah that i was uh hey i'm i'm meeting bill for breakfast this morning they Oh, dad goes and does this. This yeah. is his, he does, he has accountability relationships. He has people. And I would talk to them about the importance of having other people in your life. So model this. Amen. I remember, um, my daughter, um, uh, having some friends to spend the night. This is, this is key. Um, and I think they're about 11 or 12 years old, maybe 13, somewhere in that area. And, uh, I hear I'm in the kitchen and I hear them in the living room and they say, so your dad gets a report of what you do online. Doesn't that freak you out? <laughs> she goes, no, why would it? See, it just became part of our yeah, culture yeah. at home. I was doing it. It wasn't like, Oh, if we don't, if we're not private about what we do, then, then, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, so we have to model that for our kids. Exactly. And so, um, Yes, I received my kids' reports as they were growing up, and I always encourage them, hey, if you have a friend that you want to receive your report, you're welcome to do that as well. Yeah. well if I, you want your pastor to see it as well, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways to, to skin this cat. I um, And I just would affirm with you this idea of what you model speaks loudly to your kids. I, I've... Uh, one of the things I've been so proud of and thankful for with my with my boys, our girls still at home, but my boys have have gone off and they have sought out relationships, deep relationships with other young men and mentors who would speak deeply into their lives that they could be transparent with. And, and um, that's God's work in their lives. But I, I know they've seen it. It's it's routine for them to think this is what men do. Men uh, connect with other men for uh, accountability, fellowship, fun, but also some serious uh, investment in how do we walk out our faith in Jesus Christ. So, well, listen, I'm going to draw this to a close. Like I said, we could talk about so much more. We'll make sure there's some great links for you. Uh, we'll give you some, even some direct links maybe to some of these uh, eBooks that Sam has mentioned, some of the things that we can talk about there. And um, I just want to reference this. Guys, if you don't know uh, the, the, the name Covenant Eyes, uh, comes from Job 31.1 where Job says, I have made a covenant with my eyes. How then could I gaze at a virgin? And so, guys, this has been, a, this is an age-old battle. And I was just talking to a guy last week who's in his late 60s. Uh, we had an internet uh, post from a guy in his 70s who said, I yeah, I would think that my, my desires would go away, but 
guys, this this is a battle that you must continue to be diligent in um, to guard your eyes, protect your marriage, protect your family, to protect your integrity. And Covenant Eyes is a great asset, a great partner in seeing that happen. So, Sam, thanks for your time today. Any final words for these guys? Mike, what an honor to be here with you. And uh, I just can't encourage you guys enough. Don't feel defeated. Uh, feel victorious. Uh, start a path today. Yeah. Make a resolution that today starts my path toward victory. Awesome. Now, next week, our uh, podcast guest is Nate Larkin. Our title is The Noble Man Needs Honest Brothers to Walk in Sexual Integrity. So, man, tell us something to look forward to as we hear from Nate Larkin next week. I know he's a personal friend. Uh, Nate and me are buddies. I, I love what Samson Society is doing because the, uh, I think Nate just said this last week that that Covenant Eyes and Samson Society are such a perfect fit because the whole idea behind Covenant Eyes is to provide connection across our devices and a reminder that we are in relationship. And Samson Society provides free online meetings where you can be in community with other guys who are on this journey as well. Uh, you're not feeling like, I don't think there's somebody I can talk to. All of these guys want to talk about yeah. this, right? They all want to, and they're, and they're sharing freedom. So Covenant Eyes and Samson Society work very close to each other uh, because we know that it requires community to create healing yeah. and change. And that victory, that freedom is intoxicating. It's something that you want to experience. And so, um, you Sam know, I uh, lead uh, newcomer meetings. Yeah. Uh, for Samson Society, and that's so every Tuesday at one o'clock. In fact, you if you was like, "Hey, I want to talk to the Sam guy." Uh, one o'clock Eastern time every Tuesday. I'm online through Samson Society. You can ju just go to that page, the Samson Society uh, dot com. Click on "I want to come to a newcomer meeting" at yeah. one o'clock. But there's others you can choose from, and uh, you get to learn how does this work. Yeah, how do we do this? And it's my way of giving back the freedom that I've gotten to receive. Oh, that's huge. Well, thank you so much, Sam. Uh, God bless your friend. And uh, we will look forward. I don't know if I'll see you this year at the Fatherhood Commission gathering. I, I haven't heard anything. I imagine that like so many other things is going to be virtual this year, but uh, I do look forward to the next time we get to see each other face to face. But thank you so much for the work you do and for your friendship. And uh, I'll send you a net gator. So. Oh, thanks, Mike. I'm looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> All right. Love you, brother. Thank you so much. Folks, this is the end of episode 27. The noble man makes a covenant with his eyes. Join us next week for the noble man needs honest brothers in his sexual integrity walk. We're going to be with Nate Larkin. God bless you, man.